Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape the future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. All right, we're going to talk in this garlic marketing show about how one agency helped a direct consumer pet brand drive over 800 new sales per month in the first three months and 28x their ROI. Philip Hill with Purebred Marketing, say hi. Thanks for having me today. And uh, we're going to also talk about the most profitable channels that they found, why they stopped doing paid ads for pet brands and their other clients, how the they can increase their customer acquisition or decrease their customer acquisition cost by four times, the PR versus affiliate program, how they identify the right affiliates, three phases that they go through to get success with their entire SEO affiliate program for their clients, um, and how difficult it is to work with them because they're awesome, and finally, how to set up your affiliate program for your pet brand if you're not a client, a fit for them as a client. All this before we get started, of course, is brought to you by videocasestory.com. One of the best pieces of content that you can get for any business are your customer stories, not testimonials. Go to videocasestory.com to learn how you can collect craft and deliver those. All right, let's get started. Philip's an awesome guy, um, awesome marketer. We're gonna get into that, but Philip, tell me a little bit how you got to here first. Yeah, so I'm a complete accidental agency owner. Um, I had a number of my own companies, all in the pet, mostly in the pet space, um, prior to starting the agency. And it really just started as people coming to me saying, like, what are you doing? Like friends and family looking for help. So I was like, here, I can show you exactly what we're doing to drive all our growth and showed them what we were doing on social and search engines and all that. And then once it started, their company started blowing up from just like, basically free help, then their friends and family started coming to them. They're like, how is your social growing so quickly? How are you like, we can tell your company's, you know, growing from all of this, all this stuff we're seeing across the internet. Um, what are you doing? They're like, go talk to this guy. And I was like, I don't have time to help just everybody. I'm already working a, you know, part-time job, just helping y'all. So it turned into like consulting. And then um, just over five years ago, we decided let's just build out an agency model of what our own core competencies are around what we're already doing um, and doing for other people. So now we really, we don't want to just be the third party vendor to the side. Like we like to view them the same way we view our own brands, you know, coming in and, and just partner with other companies that were, you know, similar, mostly direct consumer brands, uh, most all our backgrounds, e-commerce space, or at least, you know, businesses are revolved around online lead generation. And um, so we've been at this for 12 years, but really just agency helping others for the last five. And tell me about the blend of services and how you do that. Yeah, so we have actually narrowed our service offerings down um, and we try to focus on the most profitable revenue channels for uh, e-commerce brands. So we don't run any paid anymore. Um, with paid, you're, for one thing, all the privacy issues have made it really difficult from a targeting standpoint. And then like the iOS issues and the browser issues and um, like, so your attribution, now targeting's tougher, so it's harder to run successful campaigns. And with attribution, it's just harder to know what you're making for what you're spending. So 
in the good old days, you spend a dollar and you make five back. We know we want to just scale that up as much as we can. And then once that attribution got a little muddy, um, it was, you know, especially for smaller clients, like it's harder for them. They need to know exactly what they're making in return. So we're like, okay, well, we have this whole arena that's what we built all of our companies off of prior to throwing paid on top to scale where we can make 10, 20, 30, 50 X ROI for our clients, which again, it sounds like BS, but it's just due to the nature of what we focus on. So we focus on the most profitable channels where if you pay us a dollar, we want to show you exactly how much you made back. And we want it to be a no brainer that like, why would you ever leave your bread? Because if, if you, if I hand you a dollar and you hand me 20, 30 or $50 back, I'm going to hand you as many dollars as I can. Right? So that's, that's what our core competencies have come come down to. And um, they work really well together as well. Um, and it's not that we don't think like, we're not the end all be all solution. You should run paid, it's effective. Um, but we have just figured out like where we really have a lot of expertise dialed in that we've been doing for a very long time. And we saw over and over again, man, when we do these things individually or in conjunction, we can just drive crazy results. I love it. and. Um, it's great that you, you get focused because I think so many agencies think that adding more services is how they're going to help their clients more instead of getting better at the services that they provide that are the most profitable. And, and, and it's, it's, it, I mean, cause it is, it's like that lie of, oh, if I add more on, add more on, I'm like, well, if you just constantly, especially now, cause the channels just change so much. Do you find that even your channels are still changing like affiliate? I mean, obviously SEO oh, yeah. is. They all are. But so I think there's a difference too in you have a marketer, somebody hires a marketing manager and they want them to do all of these different things and they oversee their social and their search and all their paid and their email. It's like nobody has the expertise to do all those things. No. So even agencies, they get viewed as generalists, but it really depends. So there's so many agencies. It's like a one stop shop. It's some guy that says he can do anything. He'll sell you on the fact that he can do anything but it's really himself. There's no way for him to have expertise in all of these different areas that he's covering. But as an agency, like the people that are doing one thing are doing one thing really, really well. And so like we have strategic account managers that create the strategy and then basically project manage with the different people that are doing things. So um, if you have an agency that has a lot of different services, as long as they have experts running each of those different buckets, I think it's fine. But what we like, we want to make sure that our clients are aware, like we don't want to be the end all be all solution. We want to be a part of your team that contributes most to your business growth. And so if that means that you need to have other agencies, we want to work with them hand in hand to make sure that what we're doing over here, it has to do with what you're doing over here too. Like if we drive, if somebody types in one of our clients that sells um, dog food, you type in best premium dog food brand and they end up on that website from search. Well, whoever's running their Facebook ads, hopefully is retargeting these people along the way. So it all works in conjunction. Um, we just, again, we know what we do really, really well. And it's like, we can dial this in and hit home runs for our clients over and over and over again without any questions asked. Yeah, I love it. And I mean, now we say, let's talk about, the, I mean, you have a DTC pet brand, direct consumer pet brand, 800 new sales per month and 28X ROI. Well, first of all, how long did it take you to get to that point? really only like a few months but we hit a huge grand slam like a couple months in so i think the first month so to take a step back it's a subscription company so their subscribers stay on an average of seven months but with the affiliate models like we only pay those affiliates on the first sale 
So if they stay on an average of seven months, we're paying a percentage that we know that they're going to be profitable that first month. Where on their paid channels, they know it's going to be month two or three till we can be profitable. So we cut their customer acquisition costs by about four and a, four to five X from their paid channels. So they're profitable month one. Now these customers stay on for seven months, but they only paid a commission on that first sale. So they're making the entire, you know, the entire cost every month after that. And so a $21.49 product, um, we drove like $17,000 of sales the first month which really now multiply that by seven because that's what the lifetime value of that customer is for the brand. Month three, we landed the first page, uh, the homepage of a big media outlet called Inverse that it's similar to like a BuzzFeed type of platform. And then Apple News picked that up the next day, posted them on the homepage of Apple News. So everybody that went on Apple News saw our client on there. And then from there, like it just spread like wildfire. So it actually made our recruiting fairly easy. Like these two huge outlets to get millions of people a month saw them. So all these news stations, instead of just us recruiting all of them, it was just, you know, like the domino effect that they picked it all up. They ended up interviewing the owner on all these like local news stations across the country. Um, and it ended up, we went from spending like, at that time we did run paid actually. We were spending $100,000 a month on Facebook ads. And we had to just turn it off to zero because they couldn't get inventory here fast enough to, to keep up with the demand. Wow. So how often does that happen where you get picked up at that level and you get the rest of that going on? I mean, is it usually a lower level? Do you eventually yeah, so get there? Honestly, it's that type of uh, kind of like wildfire so quickly is not that typical. Like if that had landed on inverse, I believe we drove like $8,000 of sales the first day, which is huge for 21 $22 product, $8,000 is a ton when you're going to keep those customers on. Uh, but had it not gone to Apple News and then got picked up by all the local news stations, um, you know, it probably wouldn't have exploded to that extent. But what we really like to focus on is more the incremental value that you get from affiliate channels. So I'll give you two instances, right? So we get this, this one that we're talking about where it's like a huge PR hit. Tons of new customers, hundreds of new customers in a few days. For a subscription company, it's great because they're making all this money in the lifetime of that customer. But as soon as that story goes down and it's off the homepage, not many people are finding it again. So you can get a little bit of trickled in sales you know, from that. But for the most part, you get like just a big blast in a day or two. So what we really like to focus on more than that are the incremental sales we get from people that you know have pretty much evergreen content where um, they are going to get consistent traffic, consistent sales. Um, from that. So for instance, instead of, so for that company, instead of just a big push about this story of this innovative cat litter, we want to land the guys that land that rank on the first page of Google for best cat litters for, with no odor, best all natural cat litters. Those things that have, they have reviews of like a few brands in there. We want to get our brands inserted in there because if you take a brand that can drive $10,000 in a day or an affiliate that drives $10,000 for a brand in a day, but you can get an affiliate that drives $1,000 a month. Like if you look at it in a near, you know, short-sighted way, it's we want to go after the $10,000 of sales we got this month because it, you know, boosts our revenue 10x what it does to the people driving $1,000 of sales. But what about these guys that drive $1,000 of sales that's, they don't have to do anything else. They already rank on the first page. They now got $1,000 of sales this month, $1,000 next month, $1,000 next month. Three years from now, you're still making that $1,000, but you're probably making more because they're probably building on their traffic. Now, on top of that, they see that your brand is selling really well. So they have a list of tens, hundreds, or million, uh, hundreds of thousands or millions of 
email subscribers within your niche that now you have. So for the pet space, that like these type of um, content sites we're talking about, they're mostly pet specific. So they have huge email lists of pet owners. So now they're putting you, you can negotiate email placements with them. So now that instead of a $10,000 boost, you're looking at $1,000, but over the course and lifetime value of that affiliate, you might be looking at $100,000. And so that's where we focus a lot of our efforts is who are the niche people that have big audiences that are going to keep those audiences where our content, our brand stay in front of them as opposed to more like big PR pushes or influencer pushes and things like that. And... I mean, that makes complete sense. That's better for business, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and you don't have to like shut off all your other marketing and like it's more, yeah. um, you can forecast much easier. Yeah, forecasting. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, we've done case stories with people who's, you know, coffee brands who got onto Good Morning America and it killed, almost killed their business because then they got bad reviews on Amazon. They got bad reviews in a bunch of places. And so, yeah, you get that big push but then everything dies off and you've got a lot of unhappy customers and this it, that makes like that trickling effect everyone wants the big push and it's a big rush but it really does not is in the long run what's best for your business is it they want the big push until their website crashes because they can't handle that much traffic and then they can't even get those sales and those customers or if they make it past that then like the fulfillment and inventory problems can be where their other issues come into play yeah there's so many problems on the back end of it um and so when you created the plan for this pet brand, tell me about how that process of creating the plan, What you know, what's step one, two, three? Yeah, so we worked with them on a number of fronts. So we did all their SEO, ran their social, did their email, we pretty much were their like outsourced marketing department. Um, and so this was just a piece of our strategy. And a lot of our strategy at that time was actually around SEO. So. Uh, when we are building links from an SEO standpoint, we have to be very careful to keep a, a natural backlink profile. So it looks to Google like we're not manipulating, trying to build links. We're in which we like none of our links are spammy. We do like traditional link building, but um, but we still can't have like exact match anchor text going to the specific product pages that you're trying to um, optimize for and, and rank. And so with our affiliate program, we build out all of these links like hundreds of links very quickly. Over the first few months, we want to bring on like a few hundred affiliates, right? So you get all these links that are coming from creatives and banners that we've created for our affiliates, different anchor texts within the link. Some of it's branded, some of it's about the product, like it's all over the place. And so when we come in with our traditional SEO link building, we can be so tactical with it because the backlink profile looks so natural. Google sees, man, there must be some big pushes going around around about this company because we're seeing all of these different trusted websites sending traffic to them now. And so it helps the speed of our ranking. It helps rankings in general, but the speed of SEO, uh, of getting our rankings, our keywords to rank, it just speeds it up substantially. Um, And so that was actually a big piece of this was like, let's go try to land some, you know, the content publications that are really going to help with our link building ended up taking off and paying for itself, you know, time and time over. So you, you get these results. At, at what point did it plateau or did you just keep going? Do you, you know, how, at what point do you go, okay, we're good. I mean, do you keep pushing yeah, with so, the affiliates? Yeah, never. <laughs> um, so we're really always looking for, so kind of phase it out. The first phase is roughly 90 days and we're just looking to onboard as many affiliates as we can. 
Um, and the reason for that is we don't know who's a great affiliate marketer and who's not. A lot of these people are professionals and they're very, very good at what they do. And all we need is them to pick the brand up and let them run with it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there are a lot of those guys that also have terrible looking websites that if we were going through one by one, looking at these websites, right, like, we would never pitch this guy. But what we don't know is he has 50,000 email subscribers that are, you know, either a ton of search traffic and a huge email list within this very specific niche that he can push more sales than these big, beautiful websites that have a million users a month spread out through all these different articles. So we try to just onboard as many affiliates as we can. And then after, so first we go for like low hanging fruit that like we have relationships with, and then we're building new lists based on what their competitors are doing, who's in the networks that they joined already. And then we'd start getting creative, getting outside of that. But after that first 90 days, it comes down to a lot of optimization, like data analysis. So it's, all right, let's go look at our top performing affiliates. What are they doing? What are the calls to actions that they're using? What sort of discounts are they using, if any? Are they giving, are they, do they have certain banners and images that they're promoting these products? Are there certain products from this brand that they're promoting? And then we're gonna go look at the similarities and we're gonna go back to our other affiliates and say, hey, we see you're getting clicks, but it's not converting. If you just change out this product, we're seeing this is converting the best. Or hey, instead of sending sales to the homepage, let's give you unique URLs to the product pages that's gonna convert way better when they land dynamically there. Um, There's all kinds of things we do from an optimization standpoint, but on top of us just optimizing the program ourselves, it gives these affiliates see that we care and we're looking out for their best interest. Hey, you've already taken the time to create this content and promote this brand that we manage, but we're seeing that this is gonna perform better. So for five minute change that you can go change this call to action or change this link or whatever it might be, we're just making sure that you're in, you know, we're looking out for you to make sure that you're making as much money as you can on this traffic you're getting to these pages. And so then like the conversation gets open to, oh, great, you're looking out for us. What other types of content are performing well? So we have a brand, so we have a uh, best odor-free cat litter uh, article that we already had that ranked well. What other types of articles are ranking or are, are converting well for this brand? And then we say, hey, we're doing like brand versus brand reviews against this brand. It gets a ton of search traffic of people trying to pick between them. You should create one of those. Like there's all kinds of stuff that we can do from optimization standpoint, um, following just that recruiting, but we're always recruiting. Like we always are looking for new opportunities. It's just, we get to a point where it's like, all we're doing is recruiting to let's figure out where we have new opportunities to recruit, but also let's try to improve performance. Now that we have all these hundreds of people already on the, you know, approved for the program and in the program, let's figure out how we can, you know, get them to drive more sales while looking for these other affiliates to bring on. It makes complete sense. Right. And especially with, like you said, with all the things going on with Facebook, with PPC being all over the place and, and, and you know, and, and, and natural backlinking too. So you can get ranking quickly. Uh, I mean, that's phenomenal. And so, um, you know, you get going on this. Tell me about who, at what point should a company be looking at starting this? What, at what point should they be hiring you? <laughs> yes, those are two different answers. Um, starting this quick, every direct to consumer brand should have an affiliate program. Now, the vast majority of those affiliate programs, especially when you're small, they're not going to drive a ton of sales. But if you have somebody that's like, hey, I really like your brand, I got your product, I, I whether it's a family member, a customer, whatever it may be, and I want to be able to tell other people and be incentivized to tell them about your brand, like, why would you not have that opportunity for them? Um, so you should have a affiliate program regardless. Uh, we don't take anybody, we have like a number of criteria, but like the one baseline is you have to be doing a hundred thousand dollars a month in website sales. Um, then there's other ones we have with conversion rates based on your price, 
uh, price of your product, uh, number of website traffic. Like there are a number of things that we that we look at, and some of it comes down to like we want to make sure that resellers aren't selling your product for cheaper prices and discounting your product. Like you don't have a cheaper price on Amazon. There's like a whole qualification process we go through. Uh, but like newer companies, if you're doing sixty thousand dollars a month and you're you know a year old and there's a big growth trajectory there, like you know we'll we'll look at considering them. Um, but to start out, like there are platforms that are very easy to recruit and onboard people to that are very inexpensive that you should at least give people a way to do that. And I used to tell people just go try to recruit a bunch of influencers on a performance basis. Now it's really hard. Influencers know what they're worth, so like most of them are like, yeah. I get I might can make more money with commission, but I'd rather just do paid promo. Um, yeah. But depending on your price products, like a lot of times you can get, if it's a, if you have a $200 product that only costs you 50 bucks, like the perceived value to them is 200. So their price might be, you know, $150 for a post. They're like $200, that'll suffice for that. But to you, it's only $50 cost of goods and shipping. So there's a lot of ways you can get creative with that space when you're when you're young. And the other thing I like about product placement for young brands and smaller brands, you already have to pay for your inventory. Use that as your marketing budget. If you don't have a lot of money to spend on marketing and advertising, use the money you've already allocated to inventory towards marketing by sending it to people. Yeah, nice, nice. And so um, how does someone get a hold of you to get started with this? Uh, our website's purebreadmarketing.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Philip Hill, Philip 1L. Um, those are probably the best places to get started. All right. We'll put a link to both those in the show notes. So, and um, obviously follow you on LinkedIn, but if they want to, um, how do you, set, what's the right way to set up an affiliate program? So, and the affiliate programs are very easy how they work. They're basically like accounting and tracking platforms. So you go to ShareSale is a great place to start. Um, some smaller companies use like, if you're starting out, Refersions or Lead Dino. They're pretty easy, but they're not great scalable channels. But to start out, they're fine. Um, but I would go for some of those lower price ones. Once you get to like Impact, CJ, Pepper Jam, some of those get more expensive and you're probably not going to drive enough sales for it to be worth the money. Um, but so go sign up for any of those that I just named. Share sale, A wins, pretty inexpensive, um, and you you'll go through your process of you set up your bank account, the bio for your. It'll walk you through the steps. Like you need a few creatives, it'll give you the size for those banners, logos, it'll give you sizes for those, um, and then you write a little bio. You put your commissions in there, um, and then from there, like put a put a link in your footer. That when people come to your site, like it's the first place they're going to go look for an affiliate program. So even if you're not actively recruiting, put that there. That will drive you to a sign-up page. Instead of creating on your website, send it to the sign-up page on the affiliate platform where the affiliates can go fill out their information. It's very easy for them to do. Uh, there are a lot of technically challenged people that might ask you ridiculous questions, but they're all really pretty straightforward and easy. Um, and then from there, like all you have to do is recruit start out recruiting the people in those platforms from there go find influencers go find publications um talking about your brand and or they talk about similar products to your brand and go pitch your brand to them um think of pr except these people are really more concerned about how much money they're going to make from promoting your brand than a story is really the reality of it um but that's where that's where you get started the platforms do everything for you so the platforms will give your affiliates unique URLs so it can track those clicks of where they were initiated. Then it'll cookie those users matching their IP address. 
And then from there, there's a little snippet of code that you'll have to place on the back end of your website in the checkout process. So when somebody checks out, it matches that user that they cookied with the initial click that comes from the platform. And then all of those sales get passed back to the platform. So then you go on the platform, you have reports of how many clicks were driven from what affiliates, what URLs drove your clicks and your sales, what time of day. You can match up order numbers to see like what products were selling best. And you can see basically everything that you want to see. Um, and if you really want to dive into it, most people don't have enough time to spend as much time as like, you know, we have affiliate managers, that's all they do. Um, but if you really have enough time and your affiliate program starts to take off, look and see, in, look in the platform and go break down by affiliates and see what's working well and go look at their, uh, go look at their pages, go look at the content that they're promoting and see what they're doing and then go back to your other affiliates. You could communicate with them through the platforms. Um, some of them you can figure out how to communicate with them off, off outside the platform as well. Um, but go see what they're doing and go back to your other affiliates and, you know, just stay in front of them. New products, new offers, you know, optimizations that you're seeing that are working well. And um, I would I would say even if you don't have time to do all that, there's no reason not to have an affiliate program at all as long as you go for one of the less expensive platforms. Some of the more expensive platforms, not worth. it's just not worth doing when you're young. But there are options for you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Well, we'll make sure to put a link to all your contact info in the show notes. Philip, thanks for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me once again. Yeah. And thanks uh, to all of you for taking Philip and I on your journey. Make sure to check this out, especially if you're a DTC brand. Uh, connect with Philip, follow Purebred Marketing, and let him know you saw him here. Uh, it's been on Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video, you know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer? An agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.